Hello, and welcome to Conversations Between Widows. I am one of the co-hosts, Tanya Wilson. And I'm your other co-host, LaSharma Jefferson. And we're bringing you weekly conversations about our widow journey. Our purpose is to provide our listeners with a window seat into how two young women who became widows too soon are navigating life after their loss. Our goal is to provide another support system to other widows on the same journey to help them feel less alone. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and shake your head profusely in agreement to what Tanya and I and our guests are talking about. So come on in and enjoy the conversation. Hey, Tanya, how are you? Good, good, good. We are now in the new year. So yes. happy new year. Happy new year. Oh, how, was, how was your week? Four. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my week was very good. Um, I went back to work this week. Um, and it was good. Um, yeah, I work at a university, so our students don't start back until um this coming week. So it was just real quiet um in the library. I got a chance to catch up on some administrative things. And then my director, uh, he took an extra week off, him and our circulation supervisor. So it was just myself and the library assistant and a couple of our student workers, but it was very quiet. So I, I really enjoyed last week. It was a good way to kind of ease back into work after uh, my Christmas vacation in Houston. And then I was glad that I went on and came back a few days before the new year so that I could take care of things at home and just relax at home. So by the time I got through, you know, organizing things around the house and cleaning and getting laundry done, I was kind of ready to go back to work. So (laughs) I was like, okay, all I got to do in this house is housework. I'm okay with going back to work right now. So that that was that was my week. How was yours? It was busy. I only had a few days. I had days in between the holiday, but it still wasn't like I had the whole holiday off. Mm-hmm. I usually don't have the whole holiday off. So I still had work to do. Uh, and it's a little challenging with work right now. So I won't stay on top. I won't stay on that right that topic long. But yeah, that's how the holiday goes. And my son doesn't go back until tomorrow. So he was here the whole time with mm. us. Um, with me, sorry. Ain't no us in this house, but with me. And yeah, it, it was a fun type of holiday, you know. But, you know, I am ready for him to go back to school. Like, I felt like he was out too too long out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time because I didn't realize my sister's an educator. And for some reason, I thought they went back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought they went back on the second. No. And yeah, she was like, no, I got a whole nother week. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. She did. They had a whole nother week <laughs> over here. Uh, and her cousin was over here 
Mommy, what I'm going to eat. Mommy, what I'm going to do. Mommy, mm. always working. Mommy, this. Mommy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I am ready for him and me to get back to our routine. And yeah, I, I think it's time. I think it's really time for him to go back to school. <laughs> yes, yes. And most yeah, you definitely need that. Because I know my daughter, like when I visited her um, in Houston, she works from home, but her um, the baby, she know, go to daycare. And mm-hmm. so the week that I was there, you know, they didn't go to school, of course. Um, Christmas, the Christmas was on a Monday. And then you have the day after Christmas. They could have went back then, but uh, she, oh, does she take them? No, they actually wound up not knowing because they were kind of both had the sniffles. But I know she was feeling it like that New Year's weekend, you know, because they closed and then she couldn't take them back on that Monday. And she still had work to do. So mm-hmm. I know that's, um, you know, challenging when you're trying to work because your children just do not recognize that. When you're at home, they don't recognize that separation between mommy and worker, employee. I got stuff to do, kid. (laughs) No, they don't. They won't. So, you know, it's nothing you can do or say. They just, it it ain't registering. So they think of it as mommy's always working because she's not paying attention to me. They should be like, well, honey, do you like to eat? Would you like to keep eating? Yes, and I went over those things. Keep working. Mine is in the puppet, and now he's a rapping puppet. Uh uh-uh. uh. And the Tommy the Frog now has on the cooking little outfit that the Mister Doug guy had. It's a mess, and he'd be like, "You be working." So that was nice. Well, I really enjoyed. Um, when we did our vision board party. Yes. Well, did we do it December 31st? Exactly. No, no, no. We did it New Year's Day. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about uh, vision boards because some people think that you got to have your vision board done before the new year. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, no, you could, I mean, you could do a vision board as early, whenever you want to, you know, I mean, as in the spirit of the whole New Year's resolution thing, you know, I think that's what kind of gets people geared towards having it ready by January. But anytime during the year, you can decide to do a vision board, you know, so it was cool that we did it on the first. Um, I know we were, we have been tossing around different dates, but, you know, scheduling conflicts and holiday, you know, sometimes always makes doing things like that a little difficult, but um, I enjoyed it. And I even, I did order that um, Black Woman's Clip Art book. Yes, one of my sorrows did did too. Yeah, I ordered that that day that we were um, on Instagram. And it just came um, a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. So I got to get back to my board. Because I do think that even though like I have my post-it notes and I have my list of things under my different categories uh, that I had, I think that just throwing the, some pictures on there would just make it more visibly pleasing. <laughs> or, you know, nice, nicer to look at. 
Yes, I agree. Um, the, the I feel like the clipboard, like if you put in vision board and the options you have, the the supplies, the kits, the magazine, it's more driven. Now, the you know, when vision boards first started, it was mostly you clipping through your magazines and creating a vision. But as we can see, sometimes the magazines don't have as much as they used to. It's better to get something that's more geared to um, your vision. So going on Amazon and, you know, typing that in, I just love that Amazon has that vision board. And I just happened to just type in vision board. They even have one that says vision board kit for black boys. So I even might do one. Uh, so he can have a way of kind of envisioning what he wants. But I, I feel like if you write it down, if you envision it, it comes to light. Because one of the things I liked about last year is everything I had put on the board, majority of it came to light. And then I also said, even though it might not come to light that year that you wanted to, it's funny mm-hmm. how blessings just spill over to the next. A blessing doesn't stop if it doesn't come in that year. But, oh, because, yeah, let me say this that I heard about vision board. Mm-hmm. I uh, had a friend of mine on Facebook. She has a um, a show that she does. And she, they were talking about vision boards. And one of the people made the comment that vision boards were synonymous with like witchcraft or something Mm. you know like and i was like what i Mm. said you know or like you know like is your are you is it your vision or is it god's vision for you and i'm like well the reality is that we don't really know exactly like verbatim what god's vision is for us like only he knows you know the Mm -hmm. the story of our life or you know the future we don't know that but we still have work to do. And it's nothing witchcrafty about saying, hey, this is what I want for my life. You know, I want to make this kind of money. I want to, you know, have this kind of vehicle. I want to travel to these different destinations. I'm like, that's not you, you know, telling God, I don't care what you want from me. This is what I want, you know, for myself. So you get on my program. Mm-hmm. That's not what it is. Like your relationship with God is going to, is going to be within that vision that you want for yourself. Because the reality is, if God doesn't have that for you, it's not going to happen. Just because you put it on the board, if that's not what God has in your plan, that's not what's going to happen. But it's not the but we're also supposed to tell God what we want. And doing a vision board is just like telling God what you want. And like a lot of times we might want things to happen in one way, but his plan might be a different way. You know what I mean? Like you say, hey, I want to make this kind of money. Well, making that kind of money might entail you taking a leap of faith and leaving your current job that may not be giving you the promotion, you know, that you keep trying to get. Mm-hmm. And it may come in a different form. It may come in switching industries, going to a different company, you know, so it's a lot of unknown factors. But that just irritated me when I saw that and I started to comment on it. 
but I don't do back and forth with folks on, on Facebook and social media. I would have just, just like probably I mean, left. Like, oh my gosh. Because that's the first time I heard of that, but it doesn't surprise me because I think a lot of times anything that goes out of your basic norm or seems fun always get either lip to being demonic or witchcraft. A vision board to me is a, a checklist to your soul. So if you have dreams, if that's the case, then us going to school, all of that's witchcraft because we didn't wait on God to tell us that you, you're supposed to apply to Michigan State or you're supposed to apply to Wayne State to get that master. Or you supposed <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like all of that is just their way of trying to, it's kind of like, I, I feel like sometimes that's a part of their mental health too. Like if you kind of go in that route and think everything is something demonic or witchcrafty, you have to ask yourself, are you addicted or are you believing in God? Because addicted to God is a different ball game. You you become very super sanish. You start doing things a little bit differently. You're judgmental. You everything that the Bible says you shouldn't be. You see what I'm saying? And that's that's a dangerous road to be on. So yeah, for that so person, cool. you know, we, you know, send healing prayers. But yeah, th that's not what that is. A vision board, you're just writing down your goals, but you're using pictures, you're using words, you're using bay leaves. You're just manifesting what you want. And writing it down does make it, uh, put it into... Um, and, and that's like biblical. What you need. Yeah. And let's say it's biblical as well. It says in the Bible to write the vision and make it plain. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> the Ten Commandments. I mean, the Ten Commandments was written. Like, everything has a right. That's why I said there's a difference between people that believe and then people that are addicted. Because <laughs> addiction works a little different. It plays mind games. You're, like I said, it's going outside the norm. So Oh, because now we writing our stuff down. It could be there's no ritual you're saying. All you doing is cut down. Right, you're not you're pictures. not lighting candles and having a seance and all and of that. Even, type of and stuff. then let's back it up because some people do do the burning of the bay leaves and light their candles and say their vision and out loud. That's not demonic either. Like again, I'm still waiting for the passage that said to put us in slavery. I, I I ain't found it yet. People say things and twist things to fit their narrative. But I'm going to come off of it. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, that I, lady, I, I, yeah. And she should have been, she should have been in Facebook jail. <laughs> Somebody should have mm -hmm. I meant to even, when we were doing the IG, I um had meant to mention that because... It was a few days before we were doing mm. that. I that I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna tell Tanya about this." I'm like, "I said, oh, these people be getting on my nerves on social media." They do. Um, <laughs> some people they would really benefit from talking to somebody if it's not a licensed somebody, but they need to talk to somebody. It's just it's it's just not. because the fact the sad part is I, I I think I know people that can say something that silly. You just because it's not what you, you know, you see it up, up. What's the thing? You see it being more popular because vision boards. Let's be honest, it's been around for at least ten years plus. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a thing that more people are doing. 
it looked like it took off more during COVID because guess what? We couldn't go nowhere. So like, we were trying to have parties. Like, hey, let's do a vision board party. Yeah, yeah. So we tried to do a party and stuff. I know since I've done that, that ground me. And when I'm at the end of the year, it could be a tough year or it could be a challenging year. But at the end of the year, I feel the gratitude because right now you can't see the vision, but when you see it after a year and reviewing it, it just does something more to your soul, especially with me because I'm, you know, alone in this journey right now. So I don't, I, I, I mean, you know, I want to say too, but even with, um, you know, doing the vision board, you know, actually having your board and, posting it you know that that's great to do but just for people who you know they don't maybe consider themselves to be you know arts and craftsy cutting out paper pasting stuff on a board they don't want to take out time to do that that's fine you don't have to do that yeah but that's not your you thing. always but you can write whatever you want to do you can always write it down in a notebook, in a journal. Before mm-hmm. I started actually doing like a vision board, I used to always write things down, you know, in my journals, you know, just saying what I want to do, what my plans are. It wasn't necessarily, oh, for next year, this is what I want. But just in the course of journaling, I have written down things that I wanted, you know, for myself, things that I wanted to happen with my writing. And then I love when I go back by by chance, you know, because mm-hmm. I keep all of my journals. I think I think the only journals that I don't have right now are like from childhood. But all mm-hmm. of the journals that I that I've been having like since I was in my late twenties, I would say mid twenties to now, I still have those journals, girl. Because thank God they they survived the house fire of twenty seventeen, and yeah. I still have those journals. And I'll go back, you know, and read things that I wrote down. And, you know, I can recognize, you know, areas that I've grown in, things that have happened to me, you know, that I wanted to happen to me. I can recognize areas that I still need to work on, you know. So it's just things that you write down. It just makes you accountable, you know, and just having right. it written down, it's just nice to be able to go back and see, you know, either your growth. Or if you're still struggling in a particular area, that's still helpful to know. You know, like, uh, like I realized a lot of my journaling was always about the men in my life. You know, husband number one, husband number two. It was always about those struggles. And I said, you know what? I need to start focusing on me as an individual, not Mm -hmm. me as a girlfriend or me as, you know, somebody's wife. You know, what do I want for myself? You know, like now, because I'm in this season of being a widow, also being an empty nester, you know, Mm -hmm. I am now in a season where I can, you know, kind of fully focus on me. Yeah, and it's a learning, it's a learning journey, you know, as well, because when you've spent, you know, 20 years of your life always having to think of others. And a lot of times as moms, we tend to think of others first. Mm-hmm. And it's like now that everybody else, you know, has gone on their way. It's like, OK, now I have to think, OK, Sharman, what do you want to do? What do you want to happen in this house? You know, what do you want to do today? 
I, I don't have to think about anybody else but myself. And if uh, some people would think, oh, oh, that's great. That's great. But it's also very challenging. You know, I, I have to pivot to this particular area. And there are good days with that. And then some days there are not good days, you know, but. And I agree with you. Um, so let's go back to the journaling. When you write your stuff down, like you said, you was writing about your men, but you also write about your goals. Writing it down puts it in the atmosphere. So it's a good thing because I've been writing down stuff probably since a little girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I remember putting down, like with my career, um, working in the cell phone industry for a little bit, the next industry, landline. And then I think I wanted to end in broadcasting. When I look back and look at what came to light, I did work for Verizon Wireless. I did work at a telecom place that did landline service for businesses, not for residential, but for businesses. I still count for it. And broadcasting, I didn't get to broadcasting, but we did, we doing the podcast. Those things came to light. So you write you stuff in another, in another means. (laughs) Yeah. So you write it down to base it, you know, to put it out there. Also, there's prayer boards. A lot of people, instead of doing the vision board, they did the different prayers and wrote that down on the thing. Writing it down does not mean you're doing something wrong, but it sometimes helps. When I write stuff down or if I go over my goals, usually when I'm writing something down, it's because I'm in a dark place. That saves me. And I mean, you know, not, you know, to be candid, I'd be in a dark, dark place. Why am I here on this earth? You know, is my existence needed? And then I'd be like, Tanya, you know, refocus. And I literally would write down my goals. I was mm-hmm. doing that before my husband. I stopped doing it for a few years because of the grief. But then I picked it back up because grief's still here. It's just now I can see about, you know, I can see futuristic <laughs> things for me. So now I can, uh, you know, put my vision back out there of now where I want to go in this part of the journey. But writing it down, envisioning stuff, putting it up on the wall, writing manifest um, quotes, writing quotes, reposting quotes. That saves me because I can go to a dark place. I have Mm -hmm. trauma, childhood, Mm -hmm. adulthood, womanhood. Life, life, life is traumatic. <laughs> yes. So I have to write the stuff down, and then you know, like I said, homegirl can call me if she got some up here with the witchcraft, because me and her can go back and forth. I'm gonna be like, find it in the Bible and let me know. Uh-uh. Uh, listen. <laughs> going to your point, like you said, when you would write things, you were always in a like a darker kind of place. Yeah. And that's kind of what I noticed too. Like when I was writing, you know about the things that were going on, you know, in my relationships, it was always something, of course, it wasn't good, you know, it was things that was hurtful. And that mm-hmm. is a way of expressing yourself because sometimes, you know, you if you stay pent up, you know, and keep everything in, that's not good for you. You know, that that can hurt you physically emotionally, mentally. So even if you don't have a therapist or you don't want to share it with, um, you know, friends, because we can talk with our friends about some things, but 
you know, everything, especially in a marriage, is not to be shared with friends, you know, mm-hmm. but you can use that journal. And even if you don't want to write nowadays, they have online journals uh, that mm-hmm. you can do, you know, but you can release that and you can, you can feel better. A lot of times I've always felt better, but one of the things that my um, therapist challenged me to do um, as I was telling her some things in uh, one of my last sessions, you know, she challenged me to write down positive things, you know, like to mm-hmm. use some of my journaling sessions for good things about myself. You know, what do I like about myself? You know, what do, what is, what good is going in my life? You know, like writing so, yourself a letter. Yeah. So, so when I go back and look in my journal that I'm not always looking in my journal, singing these negative things that happen in my life. I also mm-hmm. want to be able to go back and look in my journal and see when I wrote about a great day that I had. And mm-hmm. I think it's just really interesting how, you know, I it's always been, I go to my journal, except when I was a child. Now, when I was young, I did kind of use my journal like as a, a diary, like, oh, I'm just talking about my day. I did that more when I was younger. But once I became, <laughs> you know, an, an adult and had the kids, my journal kind of became my outlet, you know, for um, voicing the frustrations and just uh, just the, the the things. It was just, it was terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible, but just, you know, things that were concerning to me, you know, about things that I was dealing with. So it was for that. So I do now have a journal and then and, um, coincidentally, it's my Wonder Woman journal. And oh. so I'm trying to use that journal to only talk about good things you know so that that's one of my goals this year is to fill that journal with um you know maybe by the end of the year to try to write something in there every week to focus on the good things you know in my life so yeah that that's that's what I'm gonna do I, I gotta put that on my board I, I meant to talk about that that day because that is one of my goals for the year is to focus on positive things as well because we know the negative you you can't get away from you know the the things that are going on as they say life be life and <laughs> it's not gonna stop you know but we have to also you know remind ourselves that there's still good you know that's going on Absolutely. And that's what that's why I love the fact of journaling. I did finish a journal. It took me about four years, but I did finish it. Uh, I feel like COVID expedited those pages a little bit more because we probably will still be writing in that one. Uh, but I am going to start. I started a new one and it is a letter to myself. Uh, but it's going to I would love to say it's going to always be very positive. But it might be something that's on my mind or, you know, something going on. It won't be dark, dark, but, you know, it's just, it's my letter to myself. So it was funny how you were like writing kind words to yourself because I actually had that on my vision board to be, to speak kindly to yourself. Mm-hmm. But I I am, I'm a pro vision board. I tried to burn some bay leaves and, you know, say a prayer over it. I almost burnt up my little bathroom. <laughs> But so I probably won't do that next year. But uh, I I I like the concept. I have everything on here. I have 
like the first vision board I ever did with the the court uh, type of board where you can pin it to the board and when the ear is up, you can take it off. I always leave that up in my office. It never comes down. That's my first ever big vision board that I did that I love. But I have things like kindness is rare and beautiful. That's a card from my late friend, Lori. It's stuff on there. I have a picture of my son and I. I have it's okay to take breaks. Sometimes I can do it. I'll get a goal today and make it happen. Like I have stuff on here that still speaks to me. So I never take it down. And then, you know, I do my little one every year, a new one. And I got the podcast logo. And, you know, if you've seen the live, you've seen our, 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 our goals. But yes. Um, oh, I, I know. <clears throat> As you were speaking, I was trying, you think, you know how thoughts come in your head and you like want to hold on to it. Like, oh, what was that? When you mentioned about the prayers, you know, that some people were doing prayers. I did see uh, somebody was doing a board where on one side of their board, they listed, you know, their prayer request. So their plan is like, as prayers are answered, they're going to move them from one side of the board to the other side of the board. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. And the good thing is that you could do a combination of all of these things. You know what I mean? You could write your goals in the journal. Um, I know one of my line sisters actually did a digital journal, not journal, a digital uh, vision board. I have to find out. I, she might have did Canva. I tell you, they're doing so much stuff. Yes, Canva. Canva. <laughs> Canva is the way to go for a digital vision board because I think we kind of, I ain't gonna say we kind of did one, but when I promoted the vision board um, episode last year, I, mm-hmm. I did a sample and on Canva, they did say, you know, vision board at the top and you can move the pictures around. So mm-hmm. you can love do that. a digital um, vision board, but I love it. I almost attended another one. You know how many I attended this year? Uh, vision boards? Oh, uh, vision board parties? Mm-hmm. I did the, you know, of course, the one on New Year's with us, mm-hmm. and I did the one with our, what are our um, nearby chapters with Ipsy Lanny, um, the girls there, they had a vision board, I came with my supplies, girl, <laughs> and I got my glue out, and I got my books out, they was like, oh, yeah, yeah, and then I saw a vision board party with 11 mix. 21 or 22. I forgot the name of it. But it was just up the street in Berkeley. I was this close, but I went out to eat with my friend Rosie and Shad. But I was this close to <laughs> booking it for $25. And, Ooh. There again and doing it because <laughs> I love that's an activity I love to do. I really do love envisioning your work and like you said, everything you write down. And then I also think other people see it like if you review Sherman everything you're doing right and putting down what you need and look how your kids react to it like I look at how uh, your daughter does her thing she's you know she's envisioning manufacturing always a go-getter the same with Nate that stuff to me shows that you're doing the right thing you know what I'm saying you are instilling in them how to keep it going, you know, how to be your own cheerleader. And that's how I feel like even with Ox, he over here with the YouTube video, he might actually be somebody's newscaster, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it'd be off of what I, you know, what he see his mom doing. 
Yeah, for sure. Your kids, that's definitely something to note. No matter how young your kids are, they are always watching you. Um, My daughter, she just talked to me. A lot of things things that I was doing, you know, I love when she talks about those things that just really um, um, just they stayed with her, you know, just different community service things that we used to do when we were when she was little. We used to do um, we would have uh, we would do like Friday night was kind of our like pizza night, sleep on the sofa bed and watch movie nights, <laughs> you know, just little things. It's, it's like parenting sometimes and i'm so glad that i'm not raising kids right now it just seems like it's so different you know with the pressures of social media and things like that but i kept things like really simple with my daughter and i wasn't i didn't splurge i mean she has a little childhood trauma you know because i never really bought her a whole bunch of like different color shoes i was always very practical in my spending Cause I'm thinking I'm not going to buy a kid like shoes to go with this outfit and that outfit when your feet are growing. Right. So mm-hmm. I was that parent that got bought you a pair of white gym shoes and a pair of black or you might have had. I mean, it's very rare that I threw in the other color. So, yes. Yeah, so she does kind of act that out with her kids. Of course, her daughters got all kind of boots and shoes and <laughs> I'm like, oh, you acting out your childhood trauma, aren't you? Because she'd be buying that stuff. But I just like that she appreciates the simple things that we did together, you know, riding bikes together, you know, going to the movies, going to the mall. I took her on walks, you know, when I would do the uh, community walks, you know, breast cancer walks and HBCU walks. You know, I took her to those things with me. And it's bonding for you and your kids. And it stays with them, you know, so she's she's very community focused, you know, and the things that she wants to do. And, you know, she'll say, yeah, she talks to her friends, you know, about it. Like, yeah, me and my mom used to do this and we used to do that. And those are the kind of things that she wants them to do with her children as well. You know, so I know she was always watching me because I was going to school when I had when she was growing up. You know, pursuing my my degrees. I got my bachelor's degree when she was, you know, I wanted to finish that like by the time she was four, because I knew once she got older that I would be busier, you know, with activities for her, you know, but then I still wound up continuing my education, uh, you know, for master's programs. And so that lets her it, it kind of revealed to her as she was growing up that you don't have to limit yourself like that being a mother and or being a wife, it doesn't mean that you have to put everything on hold, you know? Mm -hmm. So now here she is a single mother with two kids working on her master's, you know? So yeah, those are the kind of things that I need to write down, you know, because sometimes in parenting when you're a kid, even though they, they could be doing good things, we could also look at some of the things that aren't going so well with our kids. And we're like, oh, my gosh, what, what, what did I do wrong? Why is this child acting like this? But then we have to remind ourselves of the good things that our kids took from us, you know, and that they're doing well, you know. So those are things I could write in my positive journal. You know? Right. And I, that made me looking because I look at Ox. He has a little video girl with these puppets. 
and the social media, but it's forcing him to talk. It's forcing him to act. It's forcing him to speak. Whereas if you fast forward to 95, I'm going to say even 92, and he was in 92, he probably would have shied away from that. You see what I'm saying? Because that wasn't a thing to do. That wasn't a, you know, YouTube wasn't around, so he he doesn't have, he wouldn't been able to, I don't know if his creativity would have been like it is now, but he gets very creative. Like I said, he was over there rapping with the puppet the other day. Like, <laughs> he had started making him a beat. And it's so weird because uh, my husband and his best friend would sit there, one of his best friends, because he had four, um, would sit there and make beats. But mm-hmm. Ox, Ox, it wasn't here when they was doing that. That was when we was younger. And the fact now it's like a full circle. He ain't even here. But the fact that Ox had that phone and Lamar, my uh, bonus brother, had said, okay, let me show you how to make the beat on the phone. And he made the beat. And Ox, he was, I heard the beat playing. I heard him up here trying to rap. And now, of course, you know, I'm like, Lord, what's this? Yeah, oh, he did it on the on? phone? Mm-hmm. He did it on the phone. He had his beat on the phone. He had his video camera out. And him and these puppets were going at it. But I love the creativity of it because you never know where that takes him down the line. Like, the fact that I got on the puppets. Like, most kids want Xboxes and all this expensive stuff. My son was like, give me a video camera. And yes, video cameras are cheap now. Because remember when video cameras came out, they were like, what, four or five hundred? Mm-hmm. I got it for a good 80 and under. Um, so he had a video camera. He got the puppets. And he just, like I said, just doing his own thing. <laughs> and having his own little play. And yeah, you never know. He might be a puppeteer. You know, you never know. Hey, him. listen. It's my but he. But he is, you know, his cre- his creativity is there, and he's not discouraged. And so I say that to say, when we do vision boards, when we do the podcast, when we do the different things that's outside of your nine to five work and come home, it 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 does something to the people around you. They see you, and when you're around here planning and manifesting what you want. It's contagious. It rubs off on other people and it encourages other people to do the same. So I would say for those who are grieving, for those who are listening, for anybody that wants to help somebody that's grieving, try to do an activity like that where it helps you to put down, you know, what you want, even just in the, even doing 30 days, what you want in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Sometimes for our early griever to go a year out, that's too much for them to put it down because they're not even there in that headspace. What you want to do in 24 hours, what you want to do in a day and have them go ahead and just manifest and put it on a board or sheet of paper. It don't even have to be cut out of magazine. It could just be a sheet of paper. Write down your goals. You can do a time capsule. Um, because me and Kelly even thought about that, which I did. I wrote a letter to myself. I put it in the Bible that was presented to me from the, the UAW when O passed. Mm-hmm. And I would look at it on the 31st of December. So 
that that's just something that you know that to keep in mind as well when you're doing these type of things you write a letter to yourself so it doesn't have to be oh it has to be a no it's just making sure you get the option and the platform to express yourself non-judgmental how you want how you envision how you feel and watch it grow that's that's where i'm at with everything yeah, I had a good idea of writing a letter um, <clears throat> to myself. I think I did that one year. I think when we did the um, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. thing, I think that was the first time I did the write a letter to myself. And I think I'll I'll do that. I think I'll do that um, at the top of the year, and just you know, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I recommend that absolutely. So. I think we talked about the vision board. Did we want to add anything for the new year? I know today is one of those, like I told Charmin, it, it is my husband's birthday. So <laughs> trying to get out of yeah, say Happy so heavenly birthday to my yes. cousin. Yeah. Yes. So I think you got the tools. We'll be back with more episodes. If you read it this year, I know a lot of book challenges are out there too about <laughs> reading books. Um, I see the um, uh, up, I ain't gonna say up. I'm gonna see an increase of book clubs this year. <laughs> the last couple of couple of weeks, a lot of people have put on there. Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna read this book. So that's always something as well to do. But just have something because sometimes when you get in that dark place, you need something to bring you out and bring a light. And it's not a person all the time. It's always it could be an action. All right. You. So. Just keep that in mind. Yep, so I think it's been another good episode. Check out the IG too. You can also watch the yes, you know, search it. Our book club, not our book club. Our uh, uh, and you know, and watch the podcast and listen to that conversation as we do one of them. And if you're looking for a good book, Charmin came out with one around Christmas. Oh that yeah, information yeah. is on our page as well, but. Until next time. Until next time.